The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AM830, its owners, or management. Now live, the king of cuisine, Peter Dills. Another restaurant show, right? No, it's Peter Dills, the king of cuisine. Ah, yes, everybody, it's Peter Dills, the Peter Dills Food Report. And as always, we start every Sunday night right after the Angels victory. Angels win five to four, beating the Baltimore Orioles in comeback fashion. We're going to hear, we're going to be here for the next hour. Don't worry about it. We got our full hour slated. Until, uh, I guess, about 6.20, um, we are, everything that I said is going to happen is going to happen. Uh, Jim Cascone from the Huntington Meats there at Farmer's Market will be calling in in about 15 minutes. Of course, it's 4th of July. Of course, it's National Barbecue Day. So, of course, we're going to continue on with our 100 Days of Grilling. And if you saw me on the uh, uh, Facebook at about 10 minutes till 5.00, I promised that I am, I'm doubling up on the gift cards to turtle the cameras uh, bent, just so you know. Uh, so anyway, we've got not a $50 gift card. I've got a hundred dollars worth of prime meats that I am going to give to you, but you got to call in at 714-2830-830, 714-2830-830. And we have a trivia question. All right, Jake. I need the uh, the screen on, though, here so that I know who's calling in. And you might be listening on the World Wide Web, AM830, KLAA. So many ways, Turtle, to listen to the show. Turtle, I can't hear you. Yeah. Jake, we need the purple yeah. microphone on. There we go. No, no, no. That's the green. We need the purple. Purple. like purple. No, Green is a turtle. Purple yeah. is the... Yeah, I, I, it's a, the the green one has this weird ambient tint that happens. That's what we don't use. It. Okay, yeah, so. a lot of uh, stuff going on. <laughs> well, we got a little late start, but yeah. that's okay. But we, you know, we didn't have any filler. We're right here for an hour, and the show is live. And we've got a hundred dollar gift card that we're going to give away. Seven one four two eight three zero eight three zero. Everything's going to be the same. Turtle, we're going to do our birthday shout outs. I've got. Um, the only thing that's different is it's 4th of July. It's 4th of July. Yeah. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Yeah. I know everyone right now is probably on their way, uh, headed to a party. Um, give us a call, 714-2830-830. Let us know where you're going to be partying at. Maybe we could stop on by. Well, we Say might. hi. Well, I'm going to the Wilshire Country Club out in L.A. to watch my fireworks. Where are you going? I'm, I'm going to be in San Pedro. All right. I'm well, go watch fireworks Like I there. said, nothing's changed. We've got our Believe It or Nots. We've got our um, our birthday celebration. A very special, believe it or not, 4th of July edition. Let's see if you guys can guess uh, the fake story there. We got a great trivia question. And we're going to do that like like right, right now. Right now? Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> well because we're, we, we got people, like you said, people are in their car right now leaving the stadium. And those of uh, you that uh, follow us on Facebook, I said I was going to do it early. So let's do it. The phone right. number is, and be patient. Jake, Jake might not be ready for this, but uh, <laughs> he's ready. He looks ready. Seven one four two eight three zero eight three zero, and the prize is one hundred dollars worth of prime steaks donated by Huntington Meats. Jim Cascone. I'm going to send you a gift card. Here is the trivia question, and there's only one answer. Correct. Oh yes, yes. There's Correct. only one answer. No hints. There's no hints. 
who is the only president? Call right now, 714. Somebody's calling right No, that's Jim calling. He's calling too early. <laughs> Maybe, no, no, he's probably trying to answer. You oh. can't win your own prize, Jim. Oh, okay. 714-2830-830. 714-2830-830. Who is the only first and last, I guess, right? Well, we don't know. I mean, okay, the, the, that's, yeah. you know. All right. That's true. Somebody, so, somebody could be born today. Exactly. Who is the only president ever to be born on the 4th of July? Who is the only president ever to be born on the 4th of July? Call us right now. 714-283-0830. worth of meats. Mm. How's that? And delicious meats at that. Yep. 714-283-0830. Barbecue has been at the White House tradition since Thomas Jefferson. Lyndon B. Johnson, the 36th president of the United States, hosted the first barbecue at the White House that featured, of course, Texas-style barbecue ribs. The most popular holidays for barbecuing are, in this order, today, 4th of July, 71%. I believe it. I'm sure a lot of you are out there barbecuing right now. Memorial Day. Labor Day. The most popular food for cooking on the grill is? Hot dogs. Burger. Ooh. Number one, steak. Number two, hot dogs. Number three, chicken. Number four. The side dish most commonly prepared on the grill, in order, corn, number one, potatoes, number two, and vegetables, number three. The most popular flavors for barbecue sauce are mesquite, Mm. honey, and then spicy hot. No chicken? No, no. The uh, sauce. What's, what's oh. people's favorite sauce? Oh, bar- yeah. Barbecue is definitely right. up there. Hey, do you got a name for caller one? Let's let's let Jake catch up because there's probably a bunch of people calling up. So we won't rush him. So. Do you think that many people know the answer? That's kind of cool. Well, I mean, that must be an well, easy answer. Well, I think what's gonna, what we're going to have to do is probably take somebody so we won't let the person have time to Google the answer. But there's only one answer. Nobody Googles. They all know the fight from their head. All right. 714-2830-830. I'm going to say the question one more time. Happy National Barbecue Day. This portion of our show is brought to you by Surface Culinary District. Have you been out yet, Turtle, to check out everything that they have? I'm waiting for you to uh, invite me, for for you to take me around. All right. I've got tomorrow off and i got Saturday off. Okay. I have tomorrow off as well. All right. I'm going to roll the dice. Let's go to Jason was the first caller. Let's be well. Jake's still on the phone, so see. I knew we'd get some phone calls. Who is the first president and only president to be born on the Fourth of July? There is only one answer, and I've got a hundred dollars. And the rule is, anytime you win a gift card, you got to use the whole gift card. You, you're not going to take the gift card in and say, "I only want fifty dollars <laughs> worth of hamburger today." Does that really I, happen? Oh, you don't want it. I, we could talk about that for an hour, but we don't have time. So once you get the gift card, you're going to go get your $100 worth of beef, and you're going to use the whole gift card on one sitting. All right, let's, let's take it fair. Um, I, I don't think Jason's ever won anything on the show, so let's go to Jason first. He's the first call out of uh, many. Uh, Jason, are you there? I'm here, Peter. All right, brother. All right, you're calling from Anaheim? Does that mean you're leaving the game right now? No, I'm calling from South County, but I just listened to the game, and that was fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, that was unbelievable. What a win. We're ho- I mean, selfishly, we always want the Angels to win so that we get more listeners. And the other thing is that we want... Uh, you know, we want to start right after the end of the I was, like, running, <laughs> like, oh, my God, time. they might finish early to set everything up. <laughs> All right. So here's the question, Jason. Uh, one and only, who is the only president to be born on the 4th of July? 
it was our 30th president, Mr. Calvin Coolidge. Congratulations. Yeah, Jason. And he knew the the number of the president. Did you Google it or did you know it? I knew it was Coolidge, but I didn't know he was number 30. All right. Dude, that was like, what, 19 presidents ago? That's not that far. Yeah, it's just 800 years ago. (laughs) All right, Jason. Good job. Congratulations. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. I'm going to get you 100 bucks sent out to you real quick. Good out there to Huntington Meats. It's on 3rd Street on Fairfax. It's Farmer's Market. You're going to get $100 worth of prime steaks. How does that sound, Jason? Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Go Angels, and uh, great job on the show. I listen to you quite often. So All right. That's thanks Jake. for having me on. That's Jason calling from the South Bay. Jake, we're going to put him on hold, get his info, uh, you know, his address and all that stuff, and I'll send the gift card out this week. All right, uh, coming up after the break, we've got a couple more minutes, but coming up after the break, Jim Cascone, who donated the gift card, is going to be talking about proteins. Mm. Do you know what proteins are? Oh, he sells all the proteins. He sells all the proteins. Fish, chicken, beef, you name it, Jim has it, and he's going to be talking about barbecuing because as we actually just went through this whole list about barbecuing... Uh, burgers. Does that surprise you that burgers are number one? I could have sworn it would have been the hot dog. I could have sworn. Hot dogs. Hot dogs are number three. Who did I see today at the supermarket? Would that that? There's another uh, <laughs> a, a, another skit. <laughs> right. We're, we're gonna need. To who did keep, I see? Yeah. Who did I? Who did I see today at the supermarket? <laughs> None who? other than Chris McCarty from Longo Lexus. He is the general manager, vice president of Longo Lexus, and he reminded me to give him a plug tonight. And I said, of course I'm going to give you a plug. You always do. Yeah. So if you're looking to buy a car, I recommend Longo Lexus. They're right off the Peck Road off-ramp, off the 10 freeway in the city of El Monte. And uh, they've got some real great summer deals going on right now. So go there, check it out. That is Longo Lexus in El Monte. And tell them, as always, no matter what, that Peter Dills sent you. Hey, shout out to Terry Henry. Do you like burgers? Speaking of burgers, Terry Henry is putting together Long Beach Burger Week. Ooh. And you don't have to live in Long Beach to check this out. It's a foodies it's a foodies foodie event mm. and it's going to be happening soon and she's going to come in. I'm going to I'm going to this will not be a call in cuz I I want some burgers. <laughs> so we're going to have her okay. come in with one of the one of Long Beach's best restaurants, best hamburger restaurants. And she's going to be talking, and they are going to be talking about Long Beach Restaurant Week. Wow. That made me think about Gladstone's, because Gladstone's does, a ha- does have a hamburger. Obviously, they're famous for their fish. But the, the, the commercial that we do for Gladstone's is a pre-recorded commercial. No, you mean that's not live? No. <laughs> that's not somebody that's doing not it. even live. <laughs> wow. But to do Gladstone's justice in Long Beach, the scallops are killer. The Mai Tai is the bomb, the scallops, the clam chowder. Chef T does it right. If you're anywhere around Long Beach, check out Gladstone's. All right, I got music in my ear. Jake, I got some music in my ear. That means (laughs) 
It's time to take a break. Jake's on the phone, man. Yeah. So because of YouTube, because you can watch our show on YouTube as well, we had to cut down a little bit on the music. Something about copyright. Something about copywriting. <laughs> Jimmy Buffett got upset. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. We have well, a fight going on with them. Yeah, it's we got a fight with Jimmy Buffett. All right, it's Peter Dills. It's the Peter Dills Food Report. Uh, don't touch that dial. Uh, commercials are quick here. When we come back, we're going to talk about barbecue protein. Jim Cascone from Huntington Meats. Angels Radio. AM 830. When you really want Italian food, you have got to get to Columbo's. Columbo's Italian Steakhouse and Jazz Club. Colorado Boulevard, Eagle Rock. It's that little neighborhood place you wish was down the street from you. Yes, it's a big, wide, wonderful world we live in. And Columbo's is open and better than ever, if that's even possible. So, you ask your beloveds what would they like to do and they say... Columbo's! Columbo's? But what about the beach? Maybe. The Dodgers. Okay. The movies. Possibly. So you ask, what tickles your fancy? And they say... Columbo! Why the world's greatest meatballs, absolutely delicious steaks, the freshest catch from the seas, great service, and it's all so affordable. Columbo's, considered by many the ninth wonder of the world. Don't deny the little ones and mother. Broaden their horizons at the world-famous Columbo's. That little neighborhood place you wish was down the street from you. Columbus Manja Bene. Angels Radio. AMA 30. It's Peter Dills, uh, Peter Dills Food Report right here on AEMA 30 KLAA. Hey, uh, shout out to Rafael Dominguez. He's uh, He's got his own angel fan group and he lets me post on there to tell everybody to tune into the show so thank you Raphael. that's real nice of you hey turtle i gotta believe it or not for you okay at 1956 at a fourth of july family picnic milton levine came up with the idea of the ant farm i, wonder I would think the ants would have come up with the ant farm well i wrote a little funny i said okay. i wonder if he had dreams of fencing them in so that they would not bother him at his picnics I think I think the joke there is who would want to farm ants, you know? Those guys are everywhere, especially during the summer. What's the deal with ants coming hey, out in the summer? Do you think do you think closing your door, your front door will keep ants out? No, nothing I, I, will keep ants out. No, nothing will. I had a friend, this is 25 years ago back in our hippie days, <laughs> and I had a friend that says, "Hey man, I go, god, these ants are everywhere." Hey man, just close the front door, man. You're letting all the ants in. <laughs> I, go, I go, okay, genius. <laughs> there's there's only one thing that could keep ants away, and this is crazy, right? And it's chalk. Is that true? That's 100 percent true. You like chalk, like at a at a chalkboard, any color type of chalk. It's because the the sulfur in that chalk. There's like some sort of uh, mineral in there that keeps ants away. So sometimes where I see a bunch of um, Ants, I'll just grab some pool chalk that, you know, that I, you know, liberate from my local bar <laughs> from time to time, and uh, I'll just put chalk everywhere, and that kind of helps uh, keep them at bay. So, pro tip, everyone listening. You can't do that on grass, though, right now. I know everyone's trying to picnic right now, getting uh, all set up for the fireworks show. That, does that fall under the category of, I did not know that? You really didn't know that? No. Yeah. You know what's funny? My, my, mom, my mom used to pour beer for the snails. She'd buy the cheapest beer, like this blue label beer at Rouse that was 99 cents a, a can, and she would pour it out in the uh, 
outside so that that the ants, uh, I mean, the snails <laughs> could drink. She killed the snails with cheap beer. True story. You, you can't kill me with cheap beer. That's 100% sure. Grey Goose, though. Uh, this portion of the show is brought to you by not a cheap beer, uh, Sapporo beer, my favorite beer. It's the beer that made sushi famous. Uh, 1906, Vincent Schaefer was born. He was a U.S. research chemist. He invented cloud seeding. Cloud mm. seeding with the dry ice to cause it to rain or snow. Now, why Why in the Dickens? Why in the Dickens can't he do that in the summer, especially in Anaheim when it gets to be There are Anaheim. no clouds in the summer. They're all, like, burnt up. I know. That marine layer gets uh, taken away really fast. That's true. So we're just waiting for Jim Cascone to call. And let me just remind him to call in. And then uh, Leroy is going to be calling in. It looks like that will happen at about 610 Six oh five, and we're, both of you are both of you and I are just skedaddling right after the show because we've got pressing engagements, right? Yes, right. definitely. So yeah, so Calvin Coolidge was the only president to be born on the Fourth of July. Yeah, really cool. I got some other. Well, we're gonna have some really cool, believe it or not, coming up, and you're not gonna believe them, but they're all of them are truly cool so uh make sure you stay tuned in for that i wish people could call in for believe it or not and join in ah, you know no i, I like i like playing the fool on my own really yeah so if you're just listening in the car and you're driving home from the stadium and you want to get in more on these shenanigans you can there's like 13 or 14 because i only get 5,000 facebook friends so right we've reached that point again where we're at the max so you can we've got some room left and hey, follow Turtle as well. No, Enter the tr- don't follow. Don't follow. I'm just Turtle. kidding. All right, we got Jim Cascone. He is from Huntington Meats, and he is my bonafide expert on anything to do with meats, grilling, and the etc. Jim, happy Fourth of July. Hey, happy Fourth of July, Peter and Turtle. Thing going. I'm Turtle, and I'm. Uh, cooking outside uh, talking to you at the same time well according to my stats you're probably cooking a hamburger yes i am ha, how did hamburgers I know? and hot dogs hamburgers and hot dogs and steak are the three most popular items so jim owns the huntington meats it's like if it's not world famous it's regionally famous for high quality meats like he uses he sources his beef from uh, harris farms up in uh, uh fresno county also meyer uh, foods, Meyer Meats, and he's got uh, uh, anything that you could think of, plus game, and game being elk, deer, anything you can think of. Even Monopoly. I saw Monopoly uh, board game when I was over there. So. I mean, he's got chip. He's got Frito Lay. <laughs> he got chips. He's got Frito Lay chips. He's got the whole deal. So hey, we have everything, but you forgot about our sausages. We have twenty sausages. 20 flavors every day showing. And 19 out of those 20 I like. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That that one, that hot one, brother. That super no. spicy one, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, that one that, is like, un fuego. <laughs> Man, I can't do it. I can't. I told, oh, it's not that hot. Oh, please. It's very hot. Hey, but if you well, like it. Well, it's our Louisiana hot. It's a hot link. All right. So the reason why we, you know, we're doing 100 days of grilling, we're, we're I don't know, day, probably about day 30. And Jim Cascone, as I just mentioned, is a butcher by trade, and he is the owner of a butcher shop in L.A. on Fairfax and 3rd, around that area, commonly known as the Farmer's Market. And you guys are all driving home right now, and you probably need a few tips 
on how to prepare and how to grill your proteins once you get home from the Angel Game or wherever you've been. So, Jim, the proteins I'm talking about are fish, chicken, right, and and steaks, right? Anything that I guess a protein is anything that flies or swims, or is so. Well, wait a minute, cows don't, <laughs> cows don't fly. No. no, chickens uh, just go about a couple of feet above the ground. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, is there any damage, or is there any oh any reason why you can't put all of your meats on the grill? Doesn't matter. Charcoal, propane, gas. Does it matter, or should you should you cook things one at a time? Should you separate them? Uh, as Turtle calls it, give us the pro tip. What should we? How should we be cooking when we're cooking three or four different items at one time? Well, what I would definitely do is separate them if you are going to try to cook everything uh, together. The chicken, uh, you have to watch out about bacteria, which okay. leads to salmonella. So uh, sanitation when you're preparing to even when you're grilling. Most of it's going to cook off at a high, a high heat, but you really need to be careful. You know, what, uh, if you're cutting things, wipe your surfaces down and, uh, make sure everything is sanitized. Uh, if you did put chicken and, uh, beef on at the same time, the cooking times are different. Right. And yeah. you gotta be really, you really need to be careful about how to, uh, execute that. Well, then I uh, guess, you know, I, I've been on the radio for 13 or 14 years and I've been always a proponent of charcoal. But I guess when you're cooking different items, then that's where maybe a propane uh, a, a grill might come in handy if you're cooking different items because that way you can measure the heat from the front of the grill to the back of the grill, uh, maybe even on the on top, uh, you know, the little... It, it the little might be a little more evenly uh, distributed, the heat, on a gas grill. But I'm an old charcoal kind of guy yeah, myself. Yeah. Everything indirect heat. Uh, you know, you try to get your, your grill really nice and hot and then, you know, begin to sear your steak, uh, your chicken, uh, you know, you would have it a decent, you know, away from the meat, uh, especially fish. I would definitely cook fish separately by itself, but that's my opinion. Right. Well, we're talking to Jim Cascone. He's with Huntington Meats. They're at Farmer's Market. How many years have you been there? Uh, me, per- we've been here 32 years. Right. Well, yeah, you've been in business uh, as Huntington Meats for 32 years. I've got a question for you, Jim, that I don't think I've ever asked you before because you've been on the show many times. We've done uh, videos, and it's uh, YouTube. Turtle Turtle has uploaded your, your newest video, and I haven't seen it yet, but... Is there a season now? I know for salmon or or is there a season for poultry? Is there a time of year when I should be buying chickens or not buying chickens, or doesn't it well, doesn't matter? It doesn't really matter. I think I have the best chicken in uh, Los Angeles. I have Jadori chicken, and I have Spring Mountain all antibiotic free. Um, it's taste the difference, please. It's not the same as an ordinary grocery uh, chicken. Uh, people think a chicken's a chicken. Well, it's not. No, I you need agree. To to, you need to come to farmer's market poultry and taste the difference. 
Right, right. And that the address there is? 6333 West 3rd Street. The poultry shop is 216. And the uh, meat market is 350. Same address. Yeah, so you're running the meat market and the poultry shop. And you've added some uh, little knickknacks. I noticed that uh, we're kidding about the chips, but you've got uh, some, some utensils and things that people can use uh, for their barbecue, correct? Yes, yes. We sell charcoal, wood chips. I have from coconut shells to um, Japanese uh, firewood, which keeps a very high heat for a long time, at least five hours. Okay. Um, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, was, I had a, one more question before we let you go. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, anyways, come visit us at uh, Farmer's Market. My meat is excellent, and my sausages, and we have Colorado lamb. Just come and see us. We have uh, things to put on the grill, all types of marinades for you. All right. The question I have before you go is, what's the difference between Japanese Wagyu and the American Wagyu? I know that you told me yours is graded. I have no idea what that means. Okay. Ours, I only carry Japanese uh, Wagyu. It's A5. It's the marbling score, how they rate it, uh, it's the highest as well as most expensive. It ranges from 130 a pound to uh, 200 a pound. Uh, and I have four variations. Uh, the American Wagyu, uh, I think, goes up to uh, 12, possibly even 14. Um, and it's uh, not as marbled as the uh, Japanese. The Japanese is the real authentic. And we also have the birth certificates of each cow that comes in. So we were able to show you on the Japanese Wagyu. All right. If you're serious about your beef, if you're serious about your barbecue, if you're looking for something extra, extra good, I do recommend Huntington Meats, Jim Cuscone. If he's not there, Johnny's there. One of them is there. And if you're serious about barbecuing, Tomorrow's a national. Tomorrow's a legal holiday. It's not too late. I'm sure you're open tomorrow, right? We're definitely open tomorrow. All right, Jim. Well, I'm headed out towards you. I'm going to Wilshire Country Club right after the show nice. to watch the fireworks. Really? You won't have time well, to stop by. But anyway, we'll talk to you soon. And everybody out there, stop by Huntington Meats and say hi to Jim. It's Peter Dills. It's the Peter Dills Food Report. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, I've got some special happy birthday shout-outs. And Turtle is practicing in the corner. Me, 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 me. La, 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 la. Take it away, Jake. Angels Radio. AM 830. Hey everybody, it's Peter Deals for Sapporo Beer. It's the number one selling Asian beer in the United States. It's contemporary, it's stylish, it's food friendly, and it's legendary. Sapporo stands out from the crowd. Since its creation in 1876, Sapporo has been crafted using only the finest ingredients. Sapporo maintains its rich brewing tradition and historical taste profile, which were first modeled after the Bavarian purity law. I love it. When it's warm outside, there's nothing better than a cold Sapporo. 
It's Peter Dills, and if you like great Mai Tais and a wide range of Hawaiian-inspired food, then I need to tell you about one of my favorite restaurants. It's the Canoe House on Fair Oaks in South Pasadena. Great happy hour and some of the best Mai Tais that I've ever had. The Canoe House is fun. It's exotic. The food ranges from burgers and onion rings to ahi salad with weekly cold beer specials and that Mai Tai that I was telling you about. You can get it at happy hour each and every Monday. Every night is something different. The Canoe House in South Pasadena is a great place for any night of the week and is only a short drive from wherever you're listening to our show. Parades, family, barbecue, and baseball. Can you think of anything more American? Celebrating the birth of our great nation. Angels Radio, AM 830. It's Peter Deals. we got to cut down on those bumper music. <laughs> Did you know who that was, Peter? Supernova. That is uh, not Luminaries. Uh, <laughs> Oasis. Oasis. <laughs> Thank you. Come on now. What do you think this is? Some rookie show? Hey, speaking yeah. of rookie show, you forgot that we got to do the wobbly table right now. It oh, is, that's right. The wobbly table, table report. I, I'm thinking, because uh, the Instagram has been telling me to, if you have other stuff to promote, start a new Instagram account. For now, it's just Peter Dills. But Turtle and I, and uh, if available, Selena, maybe Jake in the future, Aaron Fry, the whole gang here on the Peter Dills Food Report. Dining with Dills, a.k.a. AMA30KLAA. We go to restaurants after the show when we have time. Right. Right? Right. It's and called the Wobbly Table Report. Because? Because we always get a wobbly table. <laughs> this is the, again, from my mouth to Facebook's ears, somebody said, you got if you want a wobbly table, you got to go to Golden Road. And if go, we want a wobbly table. Yeah, like, I go, no, we don't. I go, been there, done that. That's how we came up with the name. Because we got a wobbly table at Golden Road, and we thought, hey, that's a good name yeah. for us. And then everywhere we went, we started just getting wobbly tables. It was insane. So the idea for the wobbly table report is, again, uh, places that are near the stadium, all right? Chain or whatever, okay? And um, we tried to go after the show, and it's bar food. Pizza. Wings. Chicken wings. Simple stuff. Yeah. We're, we're not talking steaks and burgers. We're talking about bar food. Last week, we went to OG's, actually, <laughs> officially, in Garden Grove. Right. Correct? They were very adamant about We Are Garden Grove. Garden Grove. <laughs> and it is a busy restaurant. Got busier as the night went on. The, the, the craziest part is the parking, parking lot, guys. We all agreed. We all took four different cars. And we're like, what's it, the deal in the parking? Yeah, it's it like is thinnest, a maze. The thinnest parking spaces available. I saw two cars, I kid you not... Parked, but they were up on the um, uh, like, like on the side, you know, just parked kind of like that. Well, here's the brain damage. It was crazy. Here's the brain damage part of this whole thing. Once we got like to the entrance of the re- restaurant, there's 15 parking spaces, and there's a lady there going. The lady sitting there, kind of monitoring the parking lot at OG's, going, "Why didn't you just park here?" Yeah. And we're like, "Oh, we didn't see it. We didn't see it." So. OG's has plenty of parking. You right. just got to be... The, the other caveat to that is the parking is only for two hours. So if you're going to watch an Angel game or some sort yeah, of sport, you know... Maybe you slip her five bucks and she looks the other way. But but that's not on her. It's on the, the parking monitors and stuff like that. All right. Well, let's get into the food. Was there a, um, was there a wobbly table? No, uh, yes. Yeah, on the corner. Yeah, we yeah. We didn't get a wobbly table. But, but the people was. next to us did. Yeah. They got the wobbly table up. Um, all right, so chicken wings. They were okay. Pizza. 
I, I thought they were getting better. We've they're, we're we're on the upswing on the right. chicken wings. Better than Hooters for sure. Better than Hooters. Um, getting better. There's got to be a better place. You know how to get a hold of me. Oh, t- by the way, we've updated the website. It's all. All nice. It's all nice now. So if you got a mai tai? How is your mai tai? Your mai tai aficionado? Um, acceptable. <laughs> That's what mai tai means. Yeah, it was acceptable. <laughs> the guy, the server, the waiter was a little mm, like in a rush and hurrying us for good cause because he said, "Hey guys, we were kind of like, yeah, hey, yeah, we're gonna get some beers and some wings," and he's pushing us because I didn't really. In a half hour, the place was packed. Right. With families, it wasn't an angel. Thing. It was just because it was a busy restaurant. And maybe he was rushing us because he knows that we only have two hours. Okay. <laughs> like, look, you got, got two So, let me, you go first. Uh, usually I jump in. Oh, right. You go but, first. Well, here's the other, the other caveat. We got pizza, and I like pizza with extra sauce. So, I, I'm like, hey, I want to get a pizza with extra sauce. So, what did they do? Nothing. No, they, they brought out a pizza, and then they brought extra sauce on the side. Oh. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, I wanted extra sauce in the pizza. And so they kind of messed up the order. But okay. You know, so I, I still had extra sauce, although it was on the side. Um, it was, I mean, we, we saw the bill. And yeah. for four people, that was kind of a little Our crazy. Food. That was, because I was like, you know, Leroy said, let me leave $10 for the tip. And then uh, Jeff said, let me Venmo you some money. I'm like, no, 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 it's all good. I know, Peter and then I got the bill. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> For some chicken wings and beer and, and a pizza, and a pizza. Uh, okay, let's just put, let's just put it in a nutshell. Would, would I go back? No, I would not go back either. No, no, just it's just too expensive. It's too expensive. It, yeah. Two hours. If I want to watch a game or some sport, what, what sporting event lasts two hours? You know. Yeah, and the and again know, the parking maybe, is really crazy. I saw some guy that looked like Bruce Willis almost right. run in me van, over. I was like, van. what? So, yeah, I mean. You know, I don't think. Okay, how, we even I, asked to speak to the manager, and the girl's like, yeah, "Oh, he's going to come out." Yeah, I wanted to introduce myself. Hey, yeah. Peter Dills, I have a food show here on AM eight thirty KLAA. It's on Sunday. We're not looking for anything for free. If you want to bring us around to beers, that's fine. But you know, and, and oh, he's busy. Oh, okay. It's just, eh. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I don't. It, okay, let's. It's too businessy. Somebody could say, "Oh, Peter," because we've, I've been to a ten thousand restaurants in my career. Oh, Peter, you might just have hit somebody on an off night. It was good. It was acceptable. But I don't think that OGs will ever get any better than it was that night. Right. It's not one of those places where it's like, you know what, guys? Let's just go to OGs and finish off the day. It, it, it was. It, it's only a true, like, if this is the last, <laughs> the last restaurant left on the earth. There's just so many around <laughs> the stadium the that we can go to and that we will go to, just not tonight. Because we've got plans. All right, before we go to break, uh, Jay, time to give our birthday shout out. So, uh, without Jake, what do we got? <laughs> Did someone say birthday? They say it's your birthday! It's a 4th of July celebration! You're gonna be patriotic! Because it's your birthday! Take it away, Peter. Whose birthday is it? Uh, Gary Bandel, T- Ted Lacus, L-E, not, not Lacus, Lacus. If you guys <laughs> remember him, he was the Mark and Brian producer. Uh, James Naraki. James Naraki is a friend on Facebook. Hey, James. Uh, bo- uh, Bonnie. Uh, oh, <laughs> Bonnie? Just Bonnie. Ha- Hawk Ben. 
She a pop man, and she's been a listen, loyal listener for a long time too. So uh, Gary, Ted, James, Bonnie, happy birthday from all of us here at the Peter Dills Food Report, Angels Radio AM eight thirty KLAA. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, we are going to first. I think what we should do is first do uh, believe it or not, and then we'll let. Uh, Leroy, finish the show. Okay. How's that? Sounds great. Sound good? All right, guys. Peter Dills, Angels Radio, AM830. It's KLAA. Angels Radio, AM830. Hi, I'm Chappie. And Seminar Skip here. Join us along with fan Stan Hal every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for the Morning Line Sports Show on AM 830 KLAA. We talk baseball, football, hockey, and more, but concentrate on the sport of kings, horse racing. Each week we have insights from top industry experts. So join our cast of characters on the Morning Line Sports Show every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 on AM 830 KLAA. Or catch us on Facebook Live on TML AM 830. You have got to get to Gladstone's, smack dab in the middle of Southern California, in the thriving little hamlet of Long Beach, overlooking the Queen Mary, Gladstone's. Why? Well, seeker of wisdom, truth, and gustatorial delights, the mere fact that you honor the world with your magnificent presence is reason enough to revel with abandon in the freshest and most tantalizing provisions from the fertile plains and the briny deep at Gladstone's. Feed your happy little face, mouth-watering laughter from the seven seas. Clam chowder so delicious, George Washington would swim the ocean for. Salmon so scrumptious, it might kiss you. Specials every day, and all at a price that won't bust the budget. Yes, I'm talking to you. It's the just reward for you being you. You have got to get to Gladstones, smack dab in the middle of Southern California, in the thriving little habitat of Long Beach, overlooking the Queen Mary. Gladstones! Hi everybody, it's Peter Dills, happy to bring you this message from T.G. Metzger of State Farm. Snatching stuff, take... Oh, what is going on in here? Uh-oh. It's okay, relax. Watch this. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey, Dave. Wow. Is that your agent? It's the jingle. Try it. Uh, no. Like a good neighbor. Just say it. State Farm is, is there. With a sandwich. Oh, yeah. And the girl from 4E. And can I get a hot tub? Nice. Find out what else State Farm agents can do for you at whyagent.com. And like a good neighbor, State Farm is always there for you. Call your local State Farm rep. His name is T.G. Metzger. His phone number is 626-487-1500. That's T.G. Metzger at 626-487-1500. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. It's Peter Dills at Peter Dills Food Report going a little longer today. Hey, that's good news, right? Uh, Champagne Supernova. Yeah, that's Oasis, too. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's the same song, just over yeah, and over. It's over and over. It's, it's a, a Supernova it's like, Champagne in Tattinger. What is it called? It's a Groundhog's Day. All right, uh, before we get to... Oh, we got a phone caller. Gabriel is on line two, and Gabriel wants to... I have no idea. Maybe... Surprise guest. Surprise guest. <laughs> yeah. We, when, when I was at the other station, Lori would get so nervous with, with people when we didn't ask people to call. Hey, Gabriel, what's on your mind? Hey there. Is Gabriel there? Gabriel. All right. Anyway. Punch up the wrong line? Oh, no, no, no. no, no you, you Gabriel, yeah. there you are. What's up, my brother? How are you? What can we do for you here on AMA 30 KLAA? 
There, actually, this is Leroy. I think we got the wrong length oh, on stuff, but I'll take. No, no. Okay, <laughs> hold on, Leroy. Hold on. <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're gonna whip. Is you. Gabriel Leroy? <laughs> Gabriel Leroy. Did you just change your no. name? No. <laughs> All, right. All right. All right. Gabriel. Yeah. This makes for good comedy. Yeah. What's on your mind, Gabriel? Oh, I just wanted to share a story. It's it's. It kind of sucks, actually, but I just wanted to share with you guys really quick. <laughs> you want to share with us a horrible real, story? Real, okay, gotcha. Yeah, real quick. <laughs> it's not a long, horrible story, but it just shows, you know, you know, my dad was in the restaurant business for years, and uh, one time when he was managing Caro's, you know, he reported a robbery, and he was all over the news, and he was celebrated as a hero. I mean, really, really great guy. So anyways, uh, a month ago, my brother and my dad go over to the yard house, and they go there for the late night happy hour, and... Me, myself, being in the restaurant business, you know, the last thing you want to do is take customer, you know, Sunday out at 10, but yeah. still, you give them good service. So the waitress throws the menus down on the table, you know, and no one comes by. So my brother says, you know, hey, what's with the attitude from the server? Uh, Ten minutes pass, and then the manager shows up with a couple uh, kitchen guys as, as uh, thugs, basically. And they asked my brother and his daughter and my dad to leave. They said, yeah, we're here causing a problem. Uh, we would ask you to leave. And my dad said, what? Are you kidding? Are... And my, my brother was in shock. And then as they're being escorted out of the restaurant. Ashton the Kutcher pops starts... out. No. What's that? No, no, no. They start. No. They start. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> they start uh, giving uh, sarcastic uh, bye-byes and, and clapping their hands and. All of that, and, and, and the sad thing is, that was my dad's last experience at a restaurant because he passed away a few days after that. Oh my gosh, that's terrible, Gabriel. What? Yeah. What did you ever get to the bottom line? A bottom of what? Why they weren't didn't want to serve you? Was it a mistake? A mistaken identity? I, I don't. There, there has to be some kind of logical explanation for this. I, I, well, like I said, I'm in the business myself, and I could only imagine that it's Sunday night at 10 o'clock, and the server, everybody wants to go home. So I'm sure, like, no one wanted to, you know, serve my dad and my brother. So I, I kind of get that. I'm on the phone. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Well, so, luckily, you know, Carol's has been cursed because they all went out no, of business, no, this right? Is the, this is the yard house. Oh, this, no, is, this the, is the yard house. Oh, yeah. oh, well. Well, all right. Okay, <laughs> no, that's. My, it's it's a, it's a terrible story. I wish, I wish we could get. I, I, but there's there's a whole thing about people coming in the last minute, like at nine fifty five, right when a yeah. restaurant closes. I, yeah, I've got a story on that one. You too. know, yeah. it, it's well, it's a thing no, that the happens. Thing is they they promote their late night happy hour from ten to eleven. They have a late night oh. happy hour. Oh. So my my dad and brother got there like after ten. And then they were there at ten thirty. It was still no service. Still, and it was yeah. still another half hour. You know, I, I that same thing happened to me. Actually, not like that, but at a restaurant this week. I was at, wanting to watch the basketball game, and I, I, I had to go basically get my beer myself and get the server to bring me the chicken wings. And uh, yeah. the girls, the three girls, were in the corner the whole time, and then no one came by the whole night. And what? Somebody walked by me and said, can we get you anything else? I go, yeah, a beer 20 minutes ago. All right. Well, Gabriel, <laughs> we're going to get to the bottom of this, find out about the yard yeah, house. Thanks for calling. Thanks for the call. Uh, we got to do our uh, what's the deal right before we're going to put Leroy on. All right. Or we so, got, we got to do believe it or not. Right? Right, okay. What's the deal? Oh. What's we, the deal? All right. Well, we don't have the, the, uh, the Seinfeld, Seinfeld music. Because we didn't tell Jake. But what's yeah. the deal? 
All right. What's the deal on fireworks in the daytime? <laughs> what are we the fireworks? How do you see the fireworks in the daytime? You just see you just see smoke. Yeah, like when like I'm watching baseball games at different parks, and somebody hits a home run, and all of a sudden their fireworks go up, but all you see is smoke. You don't see the lights. So I got the question of what's the deal with daytime fireworks? It's it's. Not acceptable. No. So what's the deal? <laughs> can can we fire? wait until night and then shoot them at night on like a closed caption or something like that? Yeah. So I know that the Angels did theirs last night, but I just I just found a really cool uh, fun fact about um, Disneyland is they don't use gunpowder in their fireworks; they use compressed air. Well, you know the same thing with back in the '50s, '60s, and '70s when they were doing westerns with the trains. Uh, there wasn't a, the the cold doesn't promote didn't promote enough uh, smoke that you would see on television or the movies, so they had to add stuff to the smoke because there wasn't enough. So there you go. All right, let's get back to the food show. All right, <laughs> before we get to Leroy, let's let's do our... Um, believe it or not. Let's do our Believe It and, or Not. And Jake, you're going to be playing as well. Let's see if you can guess which one of these uh, unbelievable facts is in fact false. Is Gabriel still on the line? Uh, no, but uh, okay. Leroy is waiting. Okay, gotcha. All right, here we go. Fireworks were John Adams' idea. Wait a minute, didn't I just? No, okay. Believe it or not, Americans eat 155 million hot dogs each 4th of July. That could be tricky. I think it's 155 million from Memorial Day to uh, 4th of July, July 4th till Labor Day. But okay, hold on. Believe it or not, the Declaration of Independence was signed on the 4th of July. Believe it or not, wearing the flag violates the U.S. flag code. All right. Believe it or not, there are only 2.5 million original United States citizens. Let, let, let's go with uh, Jake. Jake, did you hear that? Yeah. What do you think? For which one is, is not is true? False. Yeah. Which one is false? I'm going to say the last one. You say that there are, there weren't only 2.5 million original United States citizens. Yeah, I'll go with that. Peter? Uh, believe it or not, the Declaration of Independence was signed on 4th of July. Believe it or not, wearing the flag. I, I'm going to say wearing the flag violates it. I'm going to say it. No, you're, I'm going to say it does violate. All right. Believe it or not, Americans eat. Eh. Okay. Okay. Believe it or not, the Declaration of Independence was signed on 4th of July. That's my believe it or not. Okay. Now, as far now. Jake's was, there are only 2.5 million original United States citizens. Yeah. That is, in fact, true. Okay. That right. is, in fact, true. So, all right. Okay. And so wearing the flag violates the U.S. flag code. That is true. All right. I'm feeling good right, right now. Right, right. Firework, fireworks are John Adams' idea. That is true. Okay. Uh, believe it or not, Americans eat 1. 5, 155 million hot dogs each 4th of July. That is True. So I got it. The exactly. Now, now, but here's the fun fact. Woo! The Declaration of Independence was actually began to get signed on August 2nd, 1776. Not July 4th. It, it was actually turned in on July 2nd. And then it was passed through Congress uh, the 4th of July, but it wasn't signed and ratified until August 2nd, so, 1776. So there was red tape back then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For All sure. Right. All right. He's been sitting on the phone patiently, and he's a great friend of the show. And usually he's in here live with us. None, none other than the king of wine from Temecula, Mr. Leroy. Leroy, what's happening? Hey, Peter. 
Well, happy Independence Day weekend to all our listeners and to the Angel fans out there. We saved the hey, best I for last. Be, yes, well, hey, and uh, I need you to play referee because I think I got a little bit of a two-part segment. We'll pick up the last little bit next week. But okay. I thought it'd be fun to uh, talk about the uh, history of wine grape farming in California because the Declaration of Independence and uh, the first wine grapes uh, turned into wine in California have a very, very close relationship. So actually, uh, everybody probably knows that growing up in California, the father of Junipero Sierra was responsible for bringing the first of the Dinafera grapevine cuttings from Baja, California. And then he planted them in Mission San Diego in 1769. Though some say, eh, I think it was San Juan Capistrano. Anyways, it's close enough. And since it takes several years for cuttings to bear enough fruit to successfully make juice for fermentation, it appears that California's wines may well date back to the nation's independence in wow. 1776. Now, the planting of grapevines was such a common occurrence back in those days that they, lots of times they didn't even log it. It wasn't like something they did in their diary. Um, and that would kind of show it lacked importance to them because it was just something they did. So Franciscan friars must have given must be given recognition for California's initial winemakers because they held that role exclusively for more than half a century, producing vintages for Father Sierra's chain of 21 missions up and down the El Camino Real, and I bet a number of folks have visited those missions over the years. Uh, the grapes were what we termed a mission variety, and uh, they are actually still used today. Even there's a, a small vineyard of them on the old Patanga property in Temecula where they draw some fruit from those. And uh, it was used mostly in sweet wines and ports because those uh, oxidize much less fast and uh, make a good wine for particularly using in the sacramental purposes. And uh, they were originally thought to be a variety that came out of Spain called the Monica grape. And uh, these Franciscan missions had vineyards and adjacent wineries <laughs> all up and down the coast. And the Padres were advised by their superiors to limit their distribution and trade only to others in their order because it wasn't before long that sales of wine and brandy to neighboring rancheros and itinerant traders began to materialize. So here's the fun and interesting thing. So kind of California jumping in right away before it was a state. Governor Diego Barrica of California issued directives designed to restrict this trade and discourage the practice until <laughs> when it was thought brought to his attention that the export of California wines could become advantageous to the young region's economy. So he withdrew his instructions, and wine grape farming started to take off. Now, the two missions that most people are probably familiar with out of Los Angeles County are among the major California wine producers of the period, and they were the San, Gabriel, the San Fernando Valley Mission and the San Gabriel Mission, oh. and to this day, you can go visit them, and you can see all the original winemaking, and uh, they had an annual yield of 400 barrels of wine and 200 barrels of brandy. Now, the point being here, as it starts to move into a little more secularization of the Franciscan missions around 1830, they started planting commercial vineyards. And most people may not know this, but downtown Los Angeles, where all those high-rises are, <laughs> there used to be a lot of verdant vineyards. And uh, it was 
soon obvious that Southern California soil and climate was just super perfect for the production of grapes. And here's another fun kind of situation is many people are familiar with Boyle Heights. So if you ever tootled down the uh, 101 going to Dodger Stadium, Andrew Boyle in the uh, late uh, 1830s was one of the largest wine grape farming operations in downtown Los Angeles. So I just thought this would make a little fun adjunct to the fact that here we are uh, on Independence Day celebrating 245 years of our country and our wine industry in California really got off the ground just about the same time. Wow, man, that is a that is a great report, especially for Fourth of July. It's always interesting to know where where the grapes and vines were, you know, were planted. And I know up where I live in Pasadena, Sierra Madre, uh, Eagle Rock, Azusa, there there were there were vines there back in the late eighteen hundreds as well. Yeah, and actually, where Santa Anita Racetrack, a place you're very familiar with, uh, was one time location of Lucky Baldwin's 1,200 acre vineyards. And then in Anaheim's Disneyland, uh, the location of the, in the 1870s of the principal California, they were one of the big wine districts, and uh, unfortunately, they had a disease that they used to call Anaheim's disease. It's oh. since been researched and found out was Pearson's disease, which nearly destroyed our Temecula Valley in the late 1990s. And in 1884, um, the Anaheim area got so devastated with their uh, German wine grape farmers that uh, they abandoned the wine grape farming and planted orange trees. So we've got a, a lot of fun history in Southern California. Most people think they go up to Napa, Sonoma, and it's like, oh, that's where wine started. Nope, not, not at all. Not until really the late 1800s, early 1900s, when Southern California was particularly the Cucamonga Valley by that point in time. Uh, so those who don't know, kind of Alta Loma, Ontario, Glosti, which is right there by the, uh, the airport, um, were oceans of vineyards as far as the eye could see almost. And, uh, of course, there's a whole host of people who, uh, out of that area, had influence on our Temecula eventually becoming the one great farming region. And... Uh, one of the fun things as well is there was a gentleman who actually, uh, in the late, in the, around 1829, 1830, who spied out Temecula as a wine grape growing, and, and, and they didn't get it totally documented, but they say that he actually went and planted experimental vines, but because back then the roads of trucking grapes from Temecula to LA was, uh, <laughs> It's not exactly like it is today. So it got abandoned for a while. But, yeah, we've got, we've got some very, very serious wine grape farming history. And uh, California owes a lot to Southern California for all of that starting to happen. Well, that's why, we, that's why we love you, Leroy. You keep us updated on the wine industry no matter where it's at. So we're going to see you next week in studio, I hope. Well, I'm, we're working on that. Right. Uh, if not, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that I'm there with, uh, I, I have a little frosting to the cake on some of the notes I just made, but I have yep. a, I have a fascinating guest coming up uh, with a great story to tell about a cute little wine we started in San Diego. All right. We can't wait. Really that will cool. be, uh, next, that will be next week. Leroy, thanks for the phone call. We always look forward okay, to your you reports. Guys. Yeah. Hey, have a great after, 
the show dinner. All right. That's Leroy calling in from Temecula. Well, I just want to thank everybody who helped put the show together. And now it's my uh, it's time for my food for thought. <laughs> ask not what ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. That's going to wrap up the show. I want to thank everybody, Jake uh, and uh, uh, Turtle, for uh, putting putting up with me. And <laughs> until next time, I'll see you at my dining table. And everybody have a fantastic Fourth of July. Dining with Dills. You're dining with Dills. Dining with Dills. You're gonna get your delicious film. Yeah. Dining with Dills. It's all good.